I want to thank everyone for rocking out with me. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you tuned in with me. Do It For The Culture, episode one. Do It For The Culture is a radio show to advocate change within the community. Me personally, I see that hip hop runs the world and what, what, what better way than to address problems within the community, but from my very own perspective. Here we will build with many walks of life, but me, I'm representing the hip hop foundation and the elements that was birthed from it. When I say the hip hop foundation, I'm speaking of the very essence of the culture. I'm representing that. To me, it's more than music. It's how we walk, talk, and live day to day. Expression is a must in today's society and hip hop stands at the forefront of the scene. The thing is, I feel we get exploited and misrepresented due to media and many publications. Here we will stay grounded to the roots and keep it real with our expressions, however we creatively express them. To me, that's hip hop. Do you remember hearing Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five song, The Message? It was almost as if they were reporters of the ghetto, how vivid they was in their expression. Excuse me, young ones, if I lost you, but the song and group I'm speaking of is legendary. In fact, if it wasn't for them, hip hop would just be a Bronx thing. They made it global, being the first rap act to tour Europe. These guys made a career out of speaking out on the conditions of the Bronx, and the world gravitated towards it because it resonated worldwide. Which brings me to today's episode. This show is a long time coming, but hey, we are here, right? In fact, me and today's guest spoke on the importance of this radio show and just bringing the culture back to what it was numerous of times. He is one of my favorite artists for Bacon. We've worked together numerous of times. He has performed at many of my events, but I like catching him in the studio where all the magic happens. This man has produced for damn near every artist in the Mac 
and behind it, he is starting to see international recognition. He taught us through his music what dreptomania is, and he even has me featured on his project, No Thanks, number 13. If you've been sleep, if you've been sleep, it's all good. That's the purpose of the show. So without further ado, I would like to introduce the one and only Black Mel. What's good, King? What's good, man? How are you? I'm feeling good. Tell us a little bit. Well, man, I'm what you got going on, man. I'm back in the lab, man. I'm working on some new project, ready to get some new music out there to the world. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna get right to it, bro. I'm gonna get right to it, man. So where does your story begin? My story began on Cherry Avenue on the west side of Macon, man. I, uh, I began recording music when I was eight years old. I was rapping into the radio, actually, with a, we found a microphone, we would rap over tapes, you know? So it, we basically would find, you know, whatever hot beat came on the radio and just spit a freestyle over it and record it. We thought that was, actually making music until we realized, you know, well, ironically, it wasn't up to par. <laughs> was rap like the first form of music that you fell in love with, or did it come earlier before that? Well, yeah, it it actually was rap, you know, because being that uh, my dad was a rapper, I always was around rap music, and then my uncle was also into it, so just seeing them do what they were doing, me and all my cousins gravitated towards rap music. So how do you deal with being heard? Just being heard, getting your music heard, getting other people to hear it. How do you deal with that? Well, social media is a it's a vast platform for many artists. And I think it's all about how you utilize it. Because like you said, man, I had international connections that I made just from social media alone. You know, I, I was featured on a track with this guy from Germany. And thanks to my wife, I now know that the song is on TikTok and getting played. And I, I don't even own a TikTok. You know what I'm saying? So it's just funny how, you know, how online all this stuff can spread so far. And it can be in places you've never been, you know, so. In your, in your creative process, do you think about, you know, how far your music could go? Or do you just make it? Or, like, do you have a plan for it? Um... I mean, in the back of my mind, I always want my music to go places, but it's like, I never know where those places will be. Like, I never thought, oh, I would be on a song in Germany. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's a good feeling to know that with the social media platform that it can reach many places. You know, and just from watching analytics and things like that, um, I've seen that my music was played in several places I've never been. You know, but to actually be featured on a song with an artist that's from somewhere I've never been is it's amazing. So. And how did that connect that connection really go about? Well, I was on this um uh, it's a site called Looperman. And on Looperman they they basically is producers, you know, they sell loops and help artists who are producers to build beats. They uh, build certain instruments or play certain instruments and you can utilize them to beats. But my homeboy, uh, Shot K19, he was telling me how you can upload vocals and actually sell vocals on it, like acapella. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So he ended up uploading a few of my acapellas off freestyles I had did. And one day the dude just hit me up like, hey, I heard your acapella on Looper Man. So just said, you know, could I utilize it for one of my songs? You know, I give credit, this, that, and the third. So I was like, cool. Right. 
you know, he actually used it. And then once he did that, he uh, said he was putting out a project. And he, I was like, okay, well, you're doing a project. You know, how many songs are you doing? He said, I'm doing an EP. You know, I want you featured on one of the songs. So I recorded the verse, sent it to him. You know, it, just with email, man, alone, it's so much that you can do. So we had did that, it was just that simple. Gotcha, gotcha. So coming from Macon, do you see that as a as a setback or an opportunity? I see it as an opportunity, mainly because, you know, people don't realize the history that comes from our town. You know, we have so many legends and so much history just right here that I believe as a child, it made me believe anything was possible. You know, to see people like Otis Redding and Lil Richard and, you know, rest in peace to him. You know, uh, James Brown got his start here. Uh, Etta James, the list goes on. You know, so to see those people have to come through here first, it made me realize that, you know, I can make it from here as well. And not, and even further along the lines, you know, we got artists like, you know, Jesus who got his start here. You got, uh, a lot of the Atlanta artists back in the day would come down here and get their sound, you know, and it it, it grew bigger. Right. You know, so. Is that the plan with your music to tap into this history? Most definitely. And, you know, because it's the reason why the hip, I mean, not the hip hop, but the music hall of fame is here. You know, our city is rich with music, man. And it's, it's, a, it's a sign when you come to making it says, you know, Welcome to Georgia where soul lives, or making Georgia where soul lives. And soul lives here, man, especially throughout the music. All right. All right. What, are the, what are some inspirations of music that motivates you? Some inspiration starts as far as artists or? As artists, because I don't like to really just narrow it down as just rap, because I know it's more than that that motivates rappers. So yeah, I just so say artists. It, it's a lot more than rap that inspires me. Cause like lately, I've been listening to a lot of Afrobeat. You know, a lot of Afrobeat music, a lot of reggae influence me. Cause at the end of the day, I think it's all about, you know, the content. It just makes me realize that we're all the same all over the place. And it's, we have a lot of similar stories. So I pay more attention to the stories that's being told, you know, it, regardless of the messenger or whatever form. So I'm, I get a lot of my inspiration from music like that because the soul is still there. You know, I still hear that soul and I hear the anger, the pain, the aggression, all the things that they're going through. So I, a lot of that is incorporated in my music. Gotcha. And speaking of that, like what's going on in the world nowadays, how has that influenced, you know, the lyrics that you write? Man, I, I put it this way, man. It's like, it's nothing new under the sun, but with all the stuff going on right now, it just reminds me that, you know, a lot of stuff that I've been saying is finally coming to light and people are just now seeing it. But I'm like, man, this stuff is going on before my time. I was gonna speak on that. So how, <laughs> how, 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 has, how has the responses been now? Like today, mm -hmm. being that you dropped Drake on many a couple of months back, so well, really a year. Yeah, I dropped Drake Mania. Actually, the video was released in 2017. And I remember when all the riots and everything first started, you know, everybody started sharing the video. And I'm like, that's interesting because, you know, it, it's like, as artists, of course, you want the recognition like right then and there, but then it's like, you know, it may not be time for it. And a lot of people probably didn't receive it at that time. But now that all this stuff is going on and everything I was saying in the song is, 
actually happening, I, I guess it's more relevant. Right. And I wanted to ask you that, like, what was your plan for Dracomania making the project? Well, it actually started off as a song. I, the next song of this, I mean, the name of the song is gonna be Harriet. But I went to uh, the bar exam, actually. Uh, it was an event in Atlanta. And I heard this woman say a poem. The song was already recorded, but she said uh, something about Drake Domania. And she like, who in here know what Drake Domania is? And I said, what is that? You know, I never knew what it was, but then when I looked it up, it described perfectly what I was talking about. So I went back to the song and revisited and, you know, add edits and, you know, the little breakdown part when it explained what Drake Domania was. And I was like, man, this is gonna be big. But at the time, I just wanted it to be something that spoke from my perspective and about the people and what was going on. I had no intentions of, you know, oh, this is gonna do that. Right. So, you know, it was just how I was feeling. Right. How do you, um, how do you remain relevant in a fast-paced society? Like with everything going on, social media constantly changing, trending worlds. How do you remain relevant as an artist? Well, I think it all boils down to being you, you know, because if you're true to yourself, man, everything else will follow. So I never try to, you know, feed into the, the trends and the fads and everything that's going on because a lot of that stuff is going to be here today and gone tomorrow, you know, but I listen to artists like, matter of fact, before I got here, I was playing Tupac of now. And a lot of the stuff he was saying on that is still relevant today. You know, so I'd rather just speak on the times and everything that I see going on because it's always going to be anger. It's always going to be depression. It's always going to be some emotion in general. It's always going to be you, emotion. How do you deal with, like, not getting the notoriety? Because when we go to the clubs, you, you know, you hear mm -hmm. particular type of music, you know what I mean? And it's, it really, it's not the type of music that a black male would make. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how do you deal with the notoriety, not being able to get played in clubs and just dealing with, you know, that level of the game. I had a friend tell me once, man, he told me, you know, focus on the people that pay your attention and not those that don't. You know, so I, I, I've been living my life by that. So you, you never know who's listening to what, you know, when they listen to it. You know, I dropped Toya in 2017 and somebody just said their favorite song of this time is a song from that project. You know, that was, what, three years ago. So it's like, you know, you never know when it's gonna reach somebody or when it's gonna get to them. So I just try to focus on the people that pay me attention and what's buying into the stuff. That's what I've been telling a lot of artists, man. You know, it's all about quality music. Right. Music that can stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. Music that can stand the trend, you know what I mean? So what are some of your future plans, man? Future plans, man. I got a lot in the works right now that I, you know, I ain't gonna say too much about it, but Reap the Harvest is definitely on the way. And it's crazy because I've been talking about Reap the Harvest for some time now. I actually spoke about it in a bank that radio interview, which was a while ago. So it's like, you know, I was just putting the finishing touches on it. And I wanted it to be everything that I wanted it to be. You know, I didn't just wanna release something and it wasn't the vision I had, you know, because when I speak on Reap the Harvest, it's about accomplishing something within myself, 
you know, not for notoriety, not for any of these things, just being happy within myself and setting goals for myself and accomplishing those. And now I'm at a point where I accomplished all the goals that I set for myself. So I've reaped the harvest and the benefits of all the things I was looking for. And I was going to say that, listening so, to your earlier projects, <laughs> you've been grown. Like, how much grown you going to get? It, so like, now it's just like, now I'm at the point where I can really just have fun with the music. I'm not looking for any accolades or anything of that nature. So does that help your creative process in the yoke? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've been trying a lot of new stuff creatively, you know, so it's a lot of new, the newer stuff is probably not your typical black male song, which is okay because, you know, I, I always try to expand myself creatively, so. That's, that's so, like, I know you're a hip-hop fan, but it seems like 2020 is, mm -hmm. if you understand what I'm saying, so can you really, like, break down your definition of hip-hop and then rap? Well, to me, man, a true MC is somebody who speaks on, you know, the time, the times, and what they're going through, really. And I had to really break out of the thought of, you know, rap was only one, uh, hip hop was only one way, because I feel like each artist has, they come from a different culture. You know, they rap about the culture that they come from. So I feel like wherever they come from, that's the culture they're speaking on. So I may not speak on the perspective that the artist from Atlanta will, because I'm not from Atlanta, you know, but their culture is completely different from the culture they make. Right. So I feel like hip hop is basically speaking on the culture that you're from and representing that. To me personally, that's what it is. Because like you said, during that time in the Bronx, they were speaking on their perspective, their issues, their personal problems. So, any artist that's doing that, I feel like that's hip hop. Gotcha. Can you speak on? Because you, in your in your answer, you were speaking on Atlanta culture. You were speaking on making culture. Can mm -hmm. you just elaborate on what the making culture is? And see, we had this conversation a lot, man. Because I I remember telling you at a point in time, I remember when the culture here, it was it was known. You know, it was it was gang culture. It was you know conscious culture and now it's, it's, it's kind of all over the place but you know when I look out my window now for me personally I see everybody on elevation I feel like now it's, everybody's about elevating that's what I'm seeing lately you know we got a lot of more black entrepreneurs a lot of more people trying to start things for themselves and I'm seeing a lot more of that in making culture right you know so especially you know, being around people like you, Andreas, and a lot of other black entrepreneurs out here, because it's like, when you go on different sides of town, you don't really see that. But you know, being around you guys and connecting with different people, I'm starting to see it's a lot of people out here starting their own things and becoming something more than what people expected of them. It's, it's definitely the times, I feel like the pandemic has definitely been a blessing because you know, it's, it's really like, you have no choice but to step up. You have to create. You have to be right. creative during these times right. because, like, a lot of jobs aren't hiring and laying people out. So, what are you going to do in that time to make money or make way for yourself? So, you have to be creative during these times. <clears throat> or even just, you know, sitting in the house. If you're used to going out constantly, you mm -hmm. know, that doesn't change. So, it's a lot of more hobbies that's being taken up and a lot more people stepping into 
entrepreneurship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next question, man, is like dealing with dealing with making it, dealing with the culture. Do you feel like being that making doesn't have its own? Do you feel like that takes away from just making being not at the forefront, but just even in the conversation of the music game. Hmm. I feel like this, man. I feel like right now, making is, it's an empty, it's a blank canvas. It's an empty canvas, man. And it gives you the opportunity to create whatever culture or way you're trying to create because it's, it's an open market. You know, like you said, we really don't have that that culture that you know certain people have like in Atlanta you know you got the the color have the designer clothes and this to that Texas you got the swingers the, you know this that and third you come and making you really just have to create something right so we we have many faces of making but all of them are different mm-hmm. you know when you speak on the artists here in making you can't say this artist sound like this one or that right. one because they all have many different faces mm-hmm. and I think that's the beauty in it because like Everyone is their own person, they're their own individual. So I right. think that's the beauty of me. Definitely the beauty of it. It, it reminds me of Goody Mob era. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing Goody Mob and what they went through was really the whole Dungeon family. Um, at that point, you know, Miami, I mean, Atlanta sounded like Miami mm-hmm. as far as music, you know right. what I'm saying? But the streets or the communities, they sounded a whole different way. So mm-hmm. when that came to the forefront, that became the scene. You right. know what I mean? So that's what the birth of the trap music. The quote unquote trap and conscious rap and you know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like, you know, making have to go through that whole process to where they identify their own sound and then they identify their own scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like you one of the artists that's out here doing that. You know, your 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 music has its own distinction sound mm-hmm. and the way you deliver your lyrics you know it it, it just shows where you're going and right. shows where what you're trying to do mm-hmm. you know, and i salute you on that bro appreciate it anything else you want to say to the people bro uh definitely go check out that genie video i just released that one about a week or two ago reap the harvest video slash abundance is out online uh, Reap the Harvest is definitely on the way. Uh, 1001, that is the, that's the set date we have as of now. Just hopefully these distributors don't get in the way of that. Uh, but yeah, man, that's definitely what I have in the works right now. Be looking forward for, um, I got a lot of stuff in the works with Derek Whitley right now. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. I'm on tons of features. You let the people know who that is? Derek Whitley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he's a producer here and making man. He uh, actually has a clothing line as well. You can um, cop that at uh, Ambitious Graphics. Okay, what's the name of the clothing line? He has, it's the no names. I think he, man, look, man, don't have me say the wrong thing. I know, <laughs> I know it's uh, the no names, though. Okay. And he has the, uh, the Peace God sweatshirts and the, uh, right, I seen the that. Peace God. Um, he got the, um, the windbreaker. Right. Yeah, so definitely uh, check that out, man. And shop with me for merch, man. Undergradmusic.com. I got several uh, tees, hoodies. It's going to get cold soon. 
around them and just being a rapper it's like I asked that question like how did that happen you know what I'm saying like how did you become that well man I, I it got to a point in my life where I had to close out the outside and go inside so I began to read a lot and study a lot of self-help books and just things that make me a better me you know I was actually in a uh, court program I had to go every two weeks. And at the end of the program, um, it was a two year long program actually, because I had committed a crime. And that I had to do that as a punishment to be released off paper. So at the end of the program, the judge actually gave me um, a book. It was Russell Simmons, uh, Do You. And after reading it, it just made me realize, man, it's like, it's so much more to this. You know, and he spoke about almost every line of work. And when he got to speaking about rappers and stuff, he was saying, you know, if you want to be a part of action, go where the action is. You know, if you're an artist, do what an artist is. You know, like, I don't have to tell a fish to swim. <laughs> so it's like, I, I just took heed of that and start being more of an artist and start getting around people that work with artists or that help build artists and you know, I ran into a lot of good people. Shout out to Andrea. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I found, I just began to find my way by, you know, doing a lot of things that I feel like I was destined to do. So, what are some of those things? Basically, just like I said, man, being around people that do what you do, you know, blocking out a lot of that negativity. Because if you're around, you know, let's say drug dealers, you're around six drug dealers every day, you're liable to become a step. So if I'm around people that's entrepreneurs or people that's building every day, I'm liable to become that person as well. You know, because energy, like they say in the book, The Secret, like attracts like. You know, and the more that you're around something, the more you become that. So that's just my main thing, being around the energy that you want to give out. 
So you let your lyrics be the light. Exactly. Gotcha. 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 So what you plan on doing with that light? Like what's you know, success picks up, what are some of the things that you would like to do within the community or if that's your plan? Definitely wanna do a lot in the community, man. And I actually start with the undergrads, man. I feel like with the name alone, there's so much that I can do, especially when it comes to school and, you know, helping out the youth. Cause that's always been like the focus of the music, you know, the youth. Cause I was once the troubled youth. So, you know, I wanna be, you know, just on board with helping anybody that got anything going on. Like I seen the, y'all had the kids at the park not too long ago. I wanna be able to help kids you know, understand that there's other outlets to deal with stress, to deal with all these things that we see on a regular basis. You don't have to join gangs or go do all these different things you see in the neighborhood just because it's there. You know, and, and that was one of the outlets for me, was, for me as a child was writing. You know, when I see stuff going on outside, I say, okay, I'm gonna chill in the house today. I'm gonna just write about what's going on instead of going out there and doing something stupid that I regret later. You know, I, and with, with hip-hop being a form of expression, would you see it being in school or would you see it like an after-school program or like some type of counseling for I feel like, minority-based kids? I feel like it's definitely a space for if Dr. Dre can teach a class on it or, you know, if Von uh, B actually teaches a class on it. So right. if these people already created a space for that, I think it should be, you know, talked about in class. I mean, that's how I see it. Hip hop, hip hop runs the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's at the forefront of everything. You know what I'm saying? Even other genres of music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, why not take advantage of it in yeah. all aspects? If yeah. it's gonna and it, heal, it's a coping skill. You right. know, not only just does it heal other people, it heals the individual that's doing it. Right. You know, because most times people don't even realize. It's a lot of time before I perform, man, I, I pick out the songs that I'm going to do based on how I'm feeling that day, you know, because I might need to get something off my chest. So I do a Devil's Smile or a Drake Romania because I may be in that mind frame or need to release that type of energy. So it's, it's definitely a coping skill, man. And it helped me get over a lot of things that I'm dealing with, so. Who else are you listening to, like, I know you talked about other rappers and other artists that influence you, but who are some of the artists at your core that, you know, you put that on, they're going to get you in that in that element? Well, like when you just pulled up, man, I was playing Big Crit, you know. Uh, I listen to a lot of Crit, man, because it's several situations that I hear him speak on that I've been through personally. So I listen to a lot of crit and a, the, a lot of the artists that influence them, like Outkast, Good and Mark, Eight Ball, MJG, UGK, a lot of Southern music. You know, uh, lately I've been listening to a lot of Nas more than often. You know, I listen the new to album? The new one, definitely. But a lot of the older stuff too. So I listen to a lot of Nas. Uh, and like I said, as far as uh, I listen to a lot of Afrobeat. You know who album I listened to recently that I thought about you on? Um, Joey Badass. You know? Joey Badass, I listened to his newer stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been listening to a lot of his newer stuff because it's like, I can relate to what they're saying. Right. Or, or the things that they're speaking on that they've been through. You know what I'm saying? So, I when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me realize, you know, I'm not too far out the loop. 
Right. You know, because a lot of people think, you know, with my music, oh, you know, this sound isn't out of this, nobody's on that. But it's a lot of people that are. We just have to find that music or those artists that's on those topics. So. Dealing with uh, you and Andreas, as far as dealing with music, like I learned so much from y'all. Do you, you have advice to the independent artists? First thing first, man, stay the course because we get so caught up in, you know, the now and what's, what's going to happen, what will happen, what we think will happen, that we don't even realize that if we just stay the course, everything will go the way it's planned. We'll begin to meet the right people and make the right connections and be in the right rooms. And then sometimes your name will come in some rooms that you're not even in. And that, that's been a, the case with me on a lot of times, man. I be places and somebody just hit me up like, hey, you know, such and such recommended me to you. I heard that you do such and such. So, you know, build the right connections, man. And like I said, stay the course because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's listening. Somebody might hit you up years from now. You know what I'm saying? I had situations like that. Like, hey, man, you know, I heard your music, you know, such and such. I want to get you on this show. I want to interview you. I want to do this. You know, magazines might hit you up, blog sites, all kind of people you know that they're watching. As long as you put that stuff out there, somebody's watching. And, you know, that's the main thing. Just stay, stay the course and continue to build and everything come your way. Now, give me one lesson that you have learned in this game. Hmm. This one. Uh, let me see. Because I learned so many. But uh, one that really stood out. I ain't thinking of nothing at the top of the mind right now, but uh, I don't want to just make nothing up. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I did learn, especially early on, is that, like I said earlier, being yourself. Because when I was like 17, uh, I wasn't rapping about the stuff I was rapping about now. So I would rap about soon people and this, that, and third, clothes and jewelry and stuff I didn't have. And a label actually reached out to me. Matter of fact, it was uh, Sean, Sean Garrett's label around the time when they had the uh, breakup song with Gucci and Mario. But uh, they reached out to me and um, they was just like, you know, I love what you're saying, but is it you? So I went and met with them in Atlanta. They was like, ah, this ain't this ain't the person I heard on this record. You know what I'm saying? And and that alone made me realize, you know, I just gotta be myself. You know, so from that moment it just made me realize I just rather do the stuff that I do and talk about the stuff that I know to be true versus making up stories. Because like Dosi always tell you, man, whatever you talk about a song, people gonna try you on. It may be now, it may be later, but they gonna try you on it. Like Regardless of what it is, you can be talking about games, you can be talking about country stuff. But whatever it is you talk about, somebody gonna try it. Somebody gonna test your knowledge. Regardless of who you are, what you're doing, you know, it's gonna be tested. So you just gotta be able to back what it is you're saying. So do you. What's up, man? You heard it here first, man, with Black Mail, man. In the building. New album dropping in October. Get ready. October the first. Get ready. Get ready.
I appreciate you, brother, for coming through. Most definitely. You already know. Peace, brother. You already know. Before we get up out of here, man, I want to make a couple of shout outs. Shout outs to the Starter Fire Brotherhood and team. Shout out to Andreas for making this happen. Shout out to Black Male for being the first artist to come through and bless this. Shout out to Project 32 with Joseph Mann, Gifted Geniuses, Derek James, Fathers Amongst Men, Fred's Third Event, Melanated Community Stimulation Project, Jared Eccles, Equality Enterprise, Newsletter, Isha Andrea, Gina Badu, Victoria Renetta Lewis, Arteria Queen, Andrea Glover. Y'all know where y'all at with me, man. Peace. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now.